It's the AlexCast for Monday, March 20th, and we have a listener question today. Here we go. Hi, Alex. This is Lisa again. Um, Wanted to have a question about the Biden administration requiring TikTok to sell or have a nationwide ban. Wanted to hear more about your thoughts on that. Definitely a timely question for this week. Uh, If you haven't been kind of following what's been going on in the Congress uh, last couple of weeks, there is a hearing that the CEO of TikTok, uh, a fellow named uh, Xiao Zhichu, will be having on the 23rd, so uh, three days from now, uh, with uh, Congress um, to kind of answer their questions, of course. Um, So pretty timely this week that we're going to be hearing from the company, at least in front of Congress. And uh, Kind of get their their take in terms of some of the questions that uh, Congress people will be asking. So, um, for those of you who aren't super aware, uh, recently TikTok has been in the news again, as uh, the Biden administration has been uh, raising the possibility that they might try to implement some sort of ban on the uh, company within the U.S. And uh, a lot of implications to this. There's um, some pretty uh, interesting powers that the federal government actually has to impose bans or curbs on uh, foreign companies within the U.S. that um, we don't really talk about too much, but it's um, part of just domestic trade actions and uh, uh, domestic security that uh, there's a a couple of bodies within the government that have influence over these sorts of decisions. So I want to make this a kind of couple-day episode thing because I think there's a lot to unpack here, and we'll probably be able to talk a little bit about the uh, hearings after that's done. So we're going to do a couple of days on this. I think first, uh, what I want to do is just kind of set the table a little bit for TikTok as a company. Uh, one of the interesting things about TikTok is that it didn't uh, start out uh, in the U.S. as a wholly owned um, Chinese company. It was actually an acquisition that the company that owns TikTok, which is a Chinese company called ByteDance, made, I think, sometime in 2018 uh, as a company called Musical.ly which they sort of uh, gobbled up and transformed into what we sort of know as TikTok today. Uh, so this company, ByteDance, is uh, pretty big in China. They have a number of different apps and things that they maintain uh, within the company itself. And uh, that acquisition of the Musical.ly company in the late tw- uh, 2010s is what sort of uh, sprang them into turning something into TikTok. Um, One of the things that I think a lot of people don't really realize about social media apps in general, and indeed anything on the web, is that it's collecting, all these companies are collecting just immense amounts of data. And, uh, you know, there's a certain amount of concern that we should all have around how much of our information is getting scooped up, regardless of whether the company that's doing it is American, uh, Chinese, European, uh, or anything else. Um, And this is something that you just sort of are part and parcel of, like you're a contributor to it, whether you know it or not, and you have somewhat limited control over what happens with that data. And this is kind of the core of what the concern is for a lot of uh, people in the federal government, um, elected officials or otherwise, that um, the big fear is that this is a Chinese company and we don't know what they're doing with the data. Could they be looking at individual users? Could they be um, influencing the content that's showing up into it uh, to sway opinion. And of course, we saw this uh, happen in the 2016 and the less so, but there's still some of it, I'm sure, happened in 2018, 2020, 2022. Um, and this is the, the thing that really kind of gets people's nerves up is like, we, we don't know if these companies are actually influencing certain things happening in society. Uh, and it doesn't really matter if they're American or, or not. Um, because we are pouring so much of our personal data and information into these companies, the possibility is there. And there is an ability for some bad actor within a very large company to influence 
what is happening on these these platforms and what happens with our data once we sort of turn it over. Um, so that's that's the nub of the concern for us. And of course, right now with China, we have a very kind of tense relationship after uh, things going on in Ukraine, the balloon situation, uh, just all the domestic uh, and international issues that we've had with them as a country uh, for many years right now that are just kind of becoming more and more prominent in our uh, sort of psyche uh, and, and uh, making us more, more and more concerned. Um, so TikTok as a company is one that, uh, of course, has a lot of influence with uh, younger people, people who spend a lot of time into it. I think the latest figures were that we were somewhere like in the neighborhood of one out of every three Americans as an active user of TikTok, which is a pretty big number. And um, with that could come a lot of influence. And uh, I think one of the interesting things we'll probably touch on tomorrow is how uh, the company is actually trying to uh, put on a better face for uh, people in the U.S. as to like what it's doing with the data and whether it's even a conceivable outcome. Um, but just to, to reset really quick some of the things that TikTok has been through in the last couple of years. So they started to get some scrutiny around, I think, the uh, early or mid-2020s when a bunch of people kind of pranked uh, Donald Trump and um, uh, were able to like get a bunch of tickets, apparently, to one of his events and then not, not show up so it looked really empty. And that's what sort of started to bring some scrutiny from the executive branch as to whether or not they wanted the, uh, the, the app to be a functioning property within the U.S. So it went through a couple of different machinations. We'll talk about that tomorrow, kind of the, the different hoops it went through. Um, it's kind of picked up a new steam recently with the Biden administration uh, threatening to uh, revoke uh, the, the app from the U.S. Uh, whether or not they actually have that power is another matter entirely. Um, but that's kind of where... Uh, the, the mindset of Congress is right now to sort of investigate them a little bit more closely. Um, meanwhile, we've also seen a number of states ban the app from being installed on government devices. Uh, there, this is not the only app that you're not allowed to have on a government-issued uh, phone or device uh, in certain parts of the world. Um, and the military folks can't have an app like Strava because that can share location information. Uh, a lot of other uh, governments, state and locals, uh, across the U.S. have certain restrictions on the kind of uh, apps that they can have because of location sharing, data sharing capabilities. So TikTok has been faced with that uh, pretty recently from a lot of states, um, I think from both politicians on the left and the right. And uh, we're just sort of getting a fresh look at them right now uh, to see uh, from the congressional level if this is an app that um, they're going to try to find a way to uh, revoke from the U.S. And it's kind of yet to be seen whether that's even going to be a thing that you could reasonably do. You'd have to go to the Apple and Google uh, stores and get them to take down the app. Of course, people would still have the application on their phones. So they still access it theoretically. There's technically nothing stopping them from just creating a web app. So they would have, be able to just go to TikTok.com instead of having an actual application. So they'd have to find a way to block access to the uh, servers and things from within the U.S., which require uh, some amount of agreement from the uh, ISPs, mobile carriers, things of that nature. Uh, so the actual way to implement this from just a pure tech perspective is going to be super interesting to watch if there is a uh, ban on the app. Um, most likely what they would try to do is try to force the app to ownership of someone else, which itself could probably raise some antitrust concerns like who's going to buy TikTok the app. Um, something we'll talk about tomorrow is the different things that the app has gone through uh, in terms of the history around what they tried to sell it and uh, the kind of plans they tried to put in place. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll kind of cover that. I think um, right now my general sensibility on this whole matter is like of two brains. 
One, it's it's probably an app that's collecting a bunch of user data. We've actually seen this uh, already. They were collecting some information about some reporters that were getting some internal data, and um, we've learned that the company was actually snooping on her location history. It was a Forbes reporter that the company was uh, already gathering a bunch of information on and uh, using the TikTok data to figure out like where she was going and where she'd been. Um, so I, I think there is a reasonable skepticism to have over this app, but we're also dealing with uh, elected officials who are in no way tech savvy trying to unpack a uh, technical uh, elements in, in software. And like that's just a, a recipe for stupid sound bites and a lot of misunderstanding. So on one hand, it's there's definitely a reason, reason to be skeptical of uh, anything coming out of China, especially something this big in, in, uh, as part of our lives. On the other hand, our government's probably not going to do a real reasonable job at sort of figuring out how to uh, manage this in any uh, reasonable way whatsoever. So um, as always, it's going to be a, a little bit of a shit show with these hearings. And I think there's a little bit of xenophobia involved in this as well. Um, so we'll, we'll unpack tomorrow a little bit of the history, uh, what they tried to do last time in, with the Trump administration and what some of the, the attempts are going to be to uh, get this app to be um, something else. So today in Cat Reports, uh, I think I saw Sammy a few times. She came up to the room and, and spent a little bit of time here and there, sleeping on the back of the desk. Didn't see the orange at all. He was doing his work in his co-working space on the couch, uh, so no idea. He didn't even show up for lunch. Um, and Stitch I saw a few times, but nothing of real consequence. She spent most of the day sleeping on the uh, sunroom. So we'll catch you tomorrow, and we'll talk more about TikTok then. See you then.